In today's episode, we will be talking with Krissa Parker, creator of the Dancers Resource, aka the Underground Yelp for strippers. For those who don't know, the Dancers Resource is an app designed to assist dancers with information on clubs, auditions, wages, manager info, vibes, and just the full experience. This keeps the clubs accountable for the environment that they create for their dancers. Welcome back to the Sludgepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and OnlyFans creator. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. How's everybody doing? Welcome back. Just another day, another shitty platform named OnlyFans, just still not making any new new statements. But I will say, since it's been just a few days on different platforms, I've really been enjoying mini vids. One of my managers <laughs> says it's Manny vids. She's out in Arizona. So that's how she says it. I thought that was funny. But ever since all this drama has been going down, I've made a few hundred bucks on mini vids with my burp videos. Y'all know that's one of my specialties. So that's been exciting. I'm going to be making some more burp content this week. We just love a smaller niche, you know, big fish, little pond. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for continuing to make your voices heard on social media. Don't stop. We just have to continue being as loud as we can if that's one of the only rights we still have as SWs, sex workers. So quick update. I rescued another dog. Her name, right now her name's Disco. I've always wanted a dog named Disco, but... Kind of wanting to name her Mia Wallace. If you've watched Pulp Fiction, you know, the bad bitch that came back from the dead. So this adorable little tri-pit bull, the previous owner couldn't afford its worm treatment and just wanted to put the dog down. So we went into full rescue mode. We received the dog and it's now in our care and we're just figuring out whether to foster it through Jane Doe Rescue or possibly see if it gets along with my other three dogs. So it may or it may not, but stay updated on the Jane Doe Instagram page. So my dear slutchpreneurs and my baby sluts in training, grab your crowns, your notebooks, and if you're a new listener, I'm so happy you're here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. Now let's move to the ask, 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 ask Anna segment. The question that I received from Miss Emma Kathleen Daly is what has been one of my favorite moments since starting my online work? One of my biggest pleasures was when I made a sale to the infamous Ellie Goulding, sold her a pair of tights that she tweeted about, and it skyrocketed my business. And that was the first time I could pay for a meal with like my mom, her boyfriend, and my partner. I got to pay for everyone's meal. It was the first time I ever did that, and it was just incredible. Another moment was cleaning out my one-car garage and like drywalling it and making it a full structure to run my business out of. That was just huge. So those were two moments. Definitely the warehouse. Definitely writing the book. There's just so many. 
from starting my business. But as as far as sex work, (laughs) no lie, being able to spend 10 grand on my landscape, having the best lawn in my prestige neighborhood of 10 houses, everyone's over 60, and they all care about the goddamn yard. So I was like, okay, bitches, let's do this. So that was exciting. I just never been able to like feel like I'm throwing away that much money, if that makes sense. It was a high point for me. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Thank you, Emma, for the question. Now, our fetish of the week. I want to eat that pussy. Our fetish of the week is altocalcophilia. Altocalcophilia. Alcatalcophilia. Sexual desire towards high heels. I decided to choose this one because obviously there's foot fetishes and whatnot, but this one is particularly about high heels. And our guest today is all about the strip clubs. So I figured why not appreciate the men who come in there and just fantasize about them beautiful pleaser platforms. Actually wholesale with pleaser at alienoutfitters.com. It's been really cool to actually be a licensed retailer of the shoes I wore as a baby scripper. Moving on to Sludgepreneurs in the News. This is an article from The Independent. Ex-stripper inherits $223,000 from a former customer with whom she'd had an everlasting friendship. (laughs) A former stripper received the tip of a lifetime when she received a six-figure inheritance from a former client and friend whom she'd met only for months before his death. Veronica Beckham, 34, met the former HBO executive Mickey Liu back in July 2014 at the Atlantic City Scores Strip Club. The pair soon became friends, according to Beckham, who described the relationship they had as an everlasting friendship in court documents. But Liu, who suffered from diabetes and heart disease, related to being obese, according to the New York Post, died less than a year later at the age of 50. Despite knowing each other for such a brief time, Liu obviously felt the same way about their relationship as he named Beckham the beneficiary of his retirement accounts and a life insurance policy worth a combined $223,000, according to court records. Unfortunately, not all of Liu's relatives were happy with his leaving his inheritance to a former exotic dancer. Mickey's sister, May Liu, challenged the inheritance in a Manhattan court, suggesting that Beckham, as a professional exotic dancer, was adept at applying manipulation upon men. In the Manhattan surrogate's court suit, May Liu also claimed Beckham preyed upon Mickey Liu's vulnerability by exerting influence over him in the form of moral wrongdoing. But despite May's attempts to block Beckham from inheriting her brother's inheritance, the courts ruled that Beckham was entitled to the money, and only former girlfriends of Mickey could sue for the funds. That's interesting. Uh, So the family couldn't, but former girlfriends could. According to Beckham, however, her and Mickey's everlasting friendship was strictly platonic and no sexual relationship ever existed between the pair. As for her plans with the money, Beckham has started a new career as a fashion designer and stylist to the stars and has denied claims she is a gold digger, calling the lurid accusations untrue. Despite losing the case, May Liu's attorney, Stefan Holyhan, told the New York Post we're reviewing the decision. Very interesting. I find that men trust women even more trust dancers even more like sitting down and having honest conversations that's something you'll find true people tend to either wear a mask in the club or take off their mask and they feel most vulnerable and open to certain people they interact with in the club and pay to confide in them you know we work as therapists every now and then 
Krista, thank you for taking the time to be here. Thank you for having me. In my experience as a dancer, even though I was a newborn baby, 18 year old, (laughs) but uh, I feel like I could have avoided so much bad shit and would have had a better idea of what I was getting into if I had a safe directory like your app. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the initial idea was from kind of having bad experiences with clubs. So I basically just wanted somewhere where we can like vent and like warn other people. Well, what was like the problem? Do you remember a time where you were like, there needs to be an app and did you act upon it immediately? I think it's just the common decency is something that we don't get in a lot of clubs. And so it was just the fact of being so (laughs) appalled by the way I was treated that, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Like if someone steals from you, you can't go to the police. They're going to like, you know, not laugh at you, but you just, you don't have the same options. So it happens after like a bad mishap with a manager. And I just knew I had nowhere to go. But I think it was also like dancing for, you know, however, I think at the time it was like five years six years and just wanting to have something like substantial at the beginning or not at the beginning, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, you're five years in, did you feel like, okay, I'm going to be doing this for another five years. This is important or because I don't know, I feel like dancers can be a little bit selfish when it comes to their money because it is such a scary environment. It's hard to meet girls who are about like the greater good of us all. Yeah. I mean, well, like, I don't know if it other Leos can relate, but I'm a Leo and I'm so compassionate. Like I care about everybody and sometimes it fucks me over, but it was like the, the entirety of not even the community. Cause we didn't really have a community yet at that point, but it was just like other women that didn't have voices yeah. that just needed to have that platform. And like, I think I was just so mad at that point that like my anger just drove me to like be able to figure it out. <laughs> what is that saying? Hell hath no, like, scorn. Or what is it? Like, a woman's... Hell hath no fury or something? I was pissed for, like, a good two years. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to lie. That's how I started the podcast. Because of, like, IG censorship. I started a store called The Horny Stoner. And they were like, you're using the word horny. We're blocking all your shit. So I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and just talk shit about censorship. And now we're here. So kudos to getting angry, but like projecting your energy in a great direction. And that's a decision too, you know? Okay. So this was years ago. So we were not even really out as dancers, as like a community, if you will. A lot of dancers like Mm -hmm. had their fake profile and there was like no photo. And like, you didn't really know kind of like how to navigate. There was survive the club and that was kind of it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So tell me about Survive the Club, because I saw on your Insta story today, you were helping dancers in Louisiana who are evacuating with their situation going on. And you said you were a Leo and I was going to commend you on just being urgent about what's happening and like helping the people who you don't realize could be in particular trouble with what's going on. Yeah, I think she talk about like selfless. She's one of the like, she was the only one when I started. And even with her, there was a little bit of like a back, a pushback, which is what I was going to say with mm-hmm. all of us. We're so protective, like you said, over our money, over ourselves. And like, we're kind of targeted. You don't really know who to trust or like what, who has what like in mind. Mm-hmm. She was like one of the first people that kind of showed me like, okay, there's a community, like there's something that we could build with this. And there's so many women that are like, 
strippers, all of that, that like if we come together, we're so powerful. Yeah, it's the, it's really the only choice we have. So kudos to the the baddest who are paving the way. It's I can't wait to look back and And you too, like just being able to like organize. You know, that's the most difficult part. We have even resources. Yeah. We have we have ideas, we have resources, but just like being able to sit down and like focus and organize and like the consistency, that's the most dif- – like the free stuff is the most difficult part, you know? When it comes to difficulty in general, making a fucking app is hard as shit. And I love people – like lately with OnlyFans, they're like, well, start your own platform. I'm like, bitch, you're talking like a 50K investment that's probably not going to get approved by the app store because there's so many fucking hurdles with 18 and up. Oh, girl anything so what like I have to know you said you started this when when did it really get put into writing okay so in terms of the app store hey yeah you can't even get a webcam on the app store they don't allow it Mm-mm. like whatsoever so if there's that's why all of them are websites in terms of the review girl we were in review for seven months before we got holy shit any update or any review that we have now is like 30 minutes to two hours, which is normal. <sighs> so imagine being in review for seven months because of the industry. And because it was just so they were saying that our app, like it wasn't user friendly. There was like so many mm-hmm. hurdles we had to go through. And then it was so crazy because like all this, you know, anything that goes into the app, which like, I don't want to say how much went into it, but Let's just say, like, I was working doubles and dealing with, like, a lot of, like, <laughs> bullshit on the side, you know? I mean, for, from personal experience, it takes at least five figures if you want it to be legit because that's what I got quoted to do, like, a selling dirty panty app, which I just knew it wasn't going to get approved. And not only that, but when it gets denied and you have to change the user interface, you better have an affordable app designer. I don't know if you designed it yourself. So at the initial design, like I literally drew on a napkin. And then (laughs) what I did, I finessed. See, this is when being a stripper or like a sex worker in any way comes in handy because you just know the finesse. You know that like the first answer, if it's no, is not the final answer. Like, no, (laughs) this is happening. So yeah, like what I literally <laughs> did was I had, you know, my little man at the time, he incorporated, he paid the incorporation fees and, but I was dating him. So like, you know, you know how that is. Like when you meet guys at the, it was just the, yeah, you make, you make him happy. He makes you yeah, happy. Another, it was like a, another time, another place. We'll get there. But like, <laughs> so we did the incorporation fees. And then what I did was I, once we were incorporated, I started putting out to all the local colleges that I knew had good tech programs that we were hiring interns. And I like masked my company as a tech company. And I hired, I brought on interns. And the first two versions of this app were so fucking awful. It was like a shit show, girl. Like every single club that's in this app, every single city, every single county, every state mm-hmm. I manually entered as you should girl that that was me when I was entering all my customers email addresses for our like email marketing I didn't know an app could do it oh my god no <laughs> technology is like it can be your best friend or your worst nightmare depending on how much you know exactly well as I'm looking at it right now and I, I love the vibe it makes me feel like I'm in a strip club I wanted a sexy you know like a sexy delivery with it but within like the realms, you know, we only have so many options. 
in terms of like, like you said, censorship and all of that. 100%. I feel like we need to have an avatar area where you can make your little (laughs) sex worker avatar. Let me tell you, like the next update that we have, you know, like Telegram, WhatsApp, and then Signal, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the end-to-end encryption, we're adding that to the app. Yeah. So like it's going to be end-to-end encryption deleted every so whatever days that you set it at. You're going to be able to make as many group chats as you want with the women that are on the app. And it's going to be real time updated. It's going to be, it's, it's insane. Like I just brought on another developer to help us get this done. Wow. Is that, is that similar to Discord? I know it's like one of the only places that the chats aren't reviewed or anything. Cause that's one of the only areas that my followers, we can talk about sex work and whatnot. So it's basically like a big group chat. The ones that I'm familiar with, like, I don't know, like, in LA, there's like a lot of like, un- kind of like underground chats, like amongst us where you like hook each other, you know, whatever. It's similar yeah. to that. It's like WhatsApp. WhatsApp is end to end encryption. So it's Discord sounds like similar okay. to what, what you're saying, like to WhatsApp and like all of that. The bottom line is like, it can't be read. It can't be used okay. against you. Things like that. That's what we're adding to the group chat. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. That It's been a long time coming. I see you even you have ads on here. Are you getting paid for that? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so we, cool. Girl, I'm trying to pull out in terms – you have to pull out every dollar you can and then reinvest it into the app in order to just keep things going. You know? it's Oh, girl. People, they see my car, my house, and they're like, oh, you rich, rich. And I'm like – you don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah, like I have a car payment. I don't own the car. Okay. <laughs> but even then to like get there is just, you know, you should be proud of yourself, especially like to be able to do what you're doing under like such a microscope. Oh, well, th- thank you. That's very kind. I mean, there's definitely a guiltiness and success when you've c- come from nothing and you quickly realize how lonely it is at the top and people see you and they recognize all the flaws they have in themselves because they're not as successful as you. And being successful isn't just a lot of wins. It's actually more failures because you've pushed through those failures to get to success where most people just quit because they don't, they don't want to run in the mud for their whole life. So you don't know unless you know. So yeah, takes one to know one. Anywho, back to this fucking amazing app. I just wanted to kind of give a visual to everyone listening. There's an area for clubs. If you click in there, just like you said, you have fucking damn girl, you got all the way to United Kingdom. Yeah, we have countries on. But you know what? I think something in terms of, you know, with OnlyFans and everything that's been coming, coming and going, I should say, we added at the beginning of the pandemic, we were able to add webcams to the app. So the same way you can rate and review clubs, even ad clubs, you can do with webcams. You rate them based off of how easy it is for you to market yourself, the communication, the payout, how easy it is working with their customer service. Can I tell you in order to get this, because we're the only app on the app store that discusses this. Absolutely. I literally had my attorney like, it was all in the language because the thing is like you have Yelp, you have all these stores, like you have an adult bookstore that's on Yelp that's getting rated and reviewed, right? So yeah. like you should be able to do the same thing with technology, websites. So we had to like explain that we're rating and reviewing the actual like practice of the company and not the content. 
Exactly. And just in retrospect with my Kindle book and with using Stripe to buy my book, they're like, no, it's 18 and up. And I'm like, so people can use Stripe to buy books, but now you're telling me what's inside the book when literally you can buy nude photography on Amazon. Like it's just such fucking bullshit. But let's pick a state. Pick a pick a state. And I'm a Cali girl. Okay, let's look Cali. Let's do – you want to do Los Angeles? Sure. What's like the biggest club there? Crazy Girls, Deja Vu. I think – There's like so many. <laughs> There's so many. That's what I say. Like everything was manually entered. Like I went to my county. There was just the one that we had. The one club. <laughs> so, okay. Deja Vu. We got a 3.5 star. You get the address, the phone number, hours, number of stages, types of stages, everything you need to know for auditioning. Are you logged in? I did make an account, so I think I'm logged in. I just don't have a uh, – I didn't make like a, a paid account yet. Yeah, no, that's fine. So if you look – like the reviews from mm-hmm. other dancers are free. So okay. it's completely free to rate, review your club, look up the area. The only like in-app subscription required is to access the dressing room, to access, to access like platforms and like features that are mm-hmm. – in order to keep it safe – because we want to be able to control who has access to it. That's why we. Yes, that's so fucking smart. I yeah, love and like that. Whoever really is like serious about it, then like, you know, the $4.99 a month is worth it to them. Oh, g- girl, 100%. It's just like with OnlyFans, people bitch and moan about paying that much to see nudes. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do, do we need to go down the list of why you suck at life? <laughs> yeah, no, for real. So since you're logged in, you should be able to see okay. like the reviews. Like you can Yes. Like it tells you how much you're paying out per club, per dance, how much goes to the dancer, how much goes to the club. So you know like it'll tell you your house fees. Okay, so this this girl says keep in mind there's no nudity here, so you'll need to bring pasties. They're really selective. The auditions start at this time. Like this is so important, especially for newbies who have no idea what to bring or even what an audition is or what to do. Yeah. This is so valuable and you can't put a price. The $5 you're paying a month to get that knowledge could make you thousands in the end at the club. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. That's why I wanted it to be free. I wanted it to be accessible to everybody because like it's as good as people make it, you know? I 100% agree. And I'm so happy you added these campsites and I honestly, maybe at the end we can go through them because there's so many people who aren't sure about leaving OnlyFans and more girls are like, maybe I should dive into live webcamming, especially girls who are on OnlyFans who don't even know what webcamming is. And now you can get the reviews from the models and not just Googling like what these bots are putting out there, what Twitter ads are doing. Like, how do you even know what to trust, you know? So I was on my free cams. I actually went on it the other night. It was, it was funny. There was like customers from like five years ago that were like, oh my God, you're back. And I was like, well, you know, here's basically a one percenter now. So come follow me here. And now they're like on all my other things, but fucking cam customers are die hard like if you can get them in your pocket no for sure and i think like crazy something that i think a lot of people a lot of entertainers don't really maybe not even understand i'm sure you understand it but you have to remind yourself you have to like and you have to recognize it is if you can capitalize on it enough you can go anywhere 
Like if you can build your own platform, like we're in an age where you can literally make money off of being yourself, work at any club, go on any webcam. And if you get your loyal diehards, they'll they'll follow you. And I think what's stopping people from being themselves is they're still trying to be like everyone else who's making money. And the second you stop being this fake character is when you create genuine connections, which are lifelong customers. Oh, girl. And let me tell you, those lifelong customers, I, to this day, like I have customers that like, you don't even see them. You don't even talk to them. Like you'll, they're they're lucky if they get a text from you, but they will still like deposit. Like I, like it's insane, but it's the, it's the like, I don't know, maybe like. No, they, they'll put you in their will. No, legit. But honestly, it's about being real. Like I know a guy like disgusting money getting I was getting from him and like it stopped right but you know Mm -hmm. what I think a lot of it has to do with like I'm not a greedy person so like when he's like he met a girl that he fell in love with blah 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 she wasn't a dancer she was from Colombia she you know she was cute she was sweet good for him that's probably he needed someone like that but just like when it stopped just because I was still like cool with him I'm like hey like how you doing how are you guys like I maintained being cool with him I wasn't like mad at him you know and then in return like he's like I think he added me on one of his credit cards to like help with my credit because I've been really looking into like I really want to buy a building like within the next year or two so he's like you know it's just like when you're genuine and like you show you're not really trying to fuck people over I think Mm -hmm. They would rather maintain a connection with you than go out and meet someone else. You know, when it comes to the strip club, situations and like relationships like that are very easy to find and come by if you can maintain them correctly. Yes. And I I feel like customers may enjoy the transactional relationship because they don't have to be emotionally invested. So if he does break up with his girlfriend, he knows that you're there, but it also has to be a fair thing because you know like we talked about fairness in any sort of relationship at the club you know you name your prices and negotiate vice versa I found that it was just like they know you're talking to a bunch of other guys so it's not like out of the club relationship where they would get jealous they almost like get turned on when they see you with other guys like it's just so thrilling (laughs) honestly though I feel like you I think it depends the experience comes with knowing right like how to read Mm -hmm how to read them and what it is that they want. Cause a lot of the time, like, yeah, even if a guy, like it starts out, like a guy's just like trying to fill you up, whatever, like at the club, just being a perp, like who knows what he's really there for. He could just be like the biggest pussy and just want you to like talk to him. Like you never know. And like, I don't know. I think being a little bit more patient and being who I am in terms Mm -hmm. of like, if I feel bitchy, I'm going to be bitchy. And they like think it's funny or whatever it is. Being genuine has always helped. Right. And like the guys who just kind of want a little therapy session, like they might have deeper pockets than the ones that want you to twerk on them all night. <laughs> exactly. And they'll probably spend a little bit more too. It, once you like get them, they'll keep, you know. Exactly. I, I don't know. Like it's so funny because talking to you, it's like talking to somebody that gets it. But then like at the same time, you're almost like subconsciously thinking like, okay, other people are going to hear this and I don't want to sound like a, <laughs> like a psycho. It's, I, I feel like as episodes go on, I start, I'm more free, but I'm always wondering like, is that illegal to say? <laughs> oh, no, literally. I No, when I was doing lives in the beginning, like my friend, who's also my attorney at the time, she would like text me like, you can't say that. Don't say that. Yeah. 
I'm so unfiltered. Like, <laughs> I know. And it's it gets even darker because you obviously made this app for a reason. So is there this like pattern that you see of things being unsafe at the club or like a certain fuckery that keeps happening? Like, is it the managers? Is it guys groping the dancers? Is it tip outs being super fucked up? Like, is there explain to someone who doesn't really understand like how frustrating it can be from club to club and to actually find one that's has an ease to the process of yeah. the of the work of going to work because it is a job you know what I think because the industry is so underground like it's never going to be fair it's always going to be objective and like subjective to whoever like is running it at the time but Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, Via has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top? You can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Via ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp, because you deserve nothing but the best goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com and use code goddess at checkout please support our show and tell them we sent you take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from viahemp now back to the show I think that our app really helps you get through the bullshit without having to deal with it. Like you have black women that are not able to get hired at clubs just because you'll hear some someone say, oh, we already have we already have that look or we have a black girl already. There's only yeah. one as if the club isn't full of clientele that would love black women. You know, I 100%. think that, that is one of the initial reasons was like to give our slogan was, you know, use your voice and know your options. I love that. That's Yeah, thank you. But that's what I want to be able to provide to anyone. But for Black women especially, I think it's like you're shut down before you even get in the door. And I think if that's how it's going to be, like we can't control, we can't control it. But we can avoid it, stay away from it. When they need it, they're not going to be able to find it. And sooner or later, they're going to have to switch up. 
the way they're moving, you know? I'm looking in the poll section of your app, which is really cool because girls can just ask questions and then you can all respond. But these are legit questions. And some the first one is like, what city is the best? What has the best gentleman clubs for African-American women? And you, then you have some like, what is plus size friendly? And these are questions, just like you said, like you'd rather avoid the problem than waste your fucking time yes queen someone asked is it better to dance with long acrylic nails or short ones like these are things you don't think about or even like tampons like like i'm sure every dancer has gone through like being on her period for the first time (laughs) like lucky for me i was like a born stripper like all my friends were strippers before i even (laughs) began dancing so i already knew i was like doing that shit when i would go out I oh my god I can't relate I mean if I don't know if you listen to my stripper story but I was seventeen everyone was I was with was in their twenties doing it and like my mom had to come in there and grab me off the pole <laughs> my mom came in too girl they wouldn't let her walk in by herself like a regular. Oh my god. Girl, the manager locked me in his office. He's like, don't you dare go out there. <laughs> oh, so he had your back. He did because he didn't want to get his ass sued yeah. for having an underage. But I, you know, I had a fake ID. I look I was tattooed and everything. Like he wouldn't have fucking known. So it is what it is. But I agree. Like I wanted to be, I don't know, as a little girl, like seeing a dancer, whether it was erotic or not, I was just like, oh my God, her power. It's contagious. Yeah, I think I was always a little bit more on, like, I remember being around my cousins. My cousins are Mormon, okay? Like, my dad's whole side of the family is Mormon. And, like, I just developed a little younger. And I think I was always a little bit more, like, I don't know. I don't want to say sexual because I was a kid. I was, like, younger. I was, like, a teenager. But I just always looked older than I was, I should say. And I think Mm -hmm. I was just, like, I wasn't even mature. I just came off more mature, you know? Absolutely. So it just kind of was steered. It didn't take a lot for me to get wrapped up in all that stuff. I think it's like a gene. Like it's the the stripper gene. Yeah, you know, it's so fun. <laughs> My mom was like so judgmental now and then like then and now she's like, Oh yeah, when I was like nineteen, my friends sent me to the club. I'm like 10 years later, you want to be with it. I love a reverse Uno card. Now you want to join the winning team, huh? <laughs> so I'm I'm going through these polls and someone says, do you prefer day shift or night shift better? And I wanted to read the comment from Coco who said, if you work your tip into the total cost at the end, you're only asking for one amount. I add 30% tip plus the cost of the room. So if two songs are 120, then tip is 36 and the room charge is 10. Round up your total and ask for 180. And I'm like, that is stripper language. <laughs> See, and then if a nail's gonna break, like, but that's how it is. Like, you can finesse any situation, and I think it just comes with the territory. Yeah, I just I think that the whole tip out thing is so different per club, and that was really difficult for me to understand. And luckily, I think if you came in the club before five o'clock, you didn't have to basically take a percentage of your money and tip the the DJ, the managers, the waitresses. So I think that's interesting. People want to go in and make all this money and then they make a hundred bucks and they have to give it all back to the club. <laughs> oh, and Cali, it's like that too. Like now with the whole taxes and everything, which like the wireframe of this app that I made, because at the time we were all independent contractors, right? So now like with taxes and stuff, the dancers are making, they're essentially paying their taxes. They're making their taxes. And then after that, they can make money. So like you have to make like 110 or 120 and then you start making money. So that's your house fee. Okay. Tell me about this new law. I have no idea what's happening out there. It started with a 
shipping company. Like they were a printing company and they were like shipping and stuff and they were overworking their drivers and then taxing them as 1099s. So then they're like treating them as employees, taxing Mm -hmm. them as 1099s. So at the end of the day, they're paying their own taxes, but then they don't have the same rights. They're overworking them. It's called, the name of the company was Dynamax. So like Sesta Fosta, right? You almost look at it as like sex workers were targeted. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't know, obviously like, the law is in place to protect um, independent <laughs> contractors, but in the context of our industry, we don't get that protection. We're like that little loophole where like it fucks us over because the clubs like were not really, you know, doing, they weren't paying those taxes to begin with. Like at that time, the way that Dynamics would have been working was the way the clubs were working and that worked in our favor. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to me because I know brothels are entirely different and it, it's just very interesting to me how the laws work differently versus clubs and that. And then there's like the, what are they called? Like the coffee bars you can go go to and they're like topless making your coffee. I wish they would have had those when I was around. <laughs> I know. I don't know what states they do them in, but it's just, it's very interesting to me. And I don't know. It's I was a go-go dancer for years and it was practically the same fucking thing. I, I worked harder for less. It's a lot. Of, it's exhausting to even think about, you know. What year did you start dancing? I was 16 when I started my go-go dancing group. It was called the Chaotic Cupcakes and we danced at like raves and ele- electronic dance shows. And that's when I made a friend at a rave that was a stripper and she kind of introduced me to that money. And I was like, I'm getting the heck out of this fucking DJ shit because <laughs> I was just spending all my money on drugs and whatnot. So then me and the small group of girls, we were just taking the cake. You know, we were just the young girls coming in with all this energy. Mm-hmm. And I was the one who quickly realized, okay, there's a deeper hustle to this. So pretty much I was the girl who saved her money, you know, ended up building a business with it, really like texted my clients to come see me. Like I was all about this, the long game, you know, not just the fun. Yeah, like you turned it into a business. Yeah, but it was definitely like as a teenager, I already had the hustle mentality. Yeah. So it was it was just easy for me. I, I was good at it. I kept doing it, you know? You know, I think it hit me too because like when I first started dancing, I literally was like living in my car pretty much. Like, I mean, I would like go to my friend's house and spend the night, but like, you know, it just was like not working out. And my friends were already dancers. So like I kind of had to do that. But I feel like that's a common thing. I, I see a lot of girls on strip talk, like stripper TikTok, and it's not – they really show the raw hustle of it and that it's not like beautiful penthouses every night. Yeah. It's not like being a sugar baby or a high class escort. And part of me kind of wishes I did go through that experience because I feel like it makes you an even better person. The one thing that separates a dancer that makes it a business versus a job is your mentality, your thought process, you know, so and your habits. But like at the end of the day, really like, yes, looks and all that are important. Yes, having bigger boobs or bigger ass for today may make you more money. But if a girl makes 300 and blows it, you know, and another girl makes 150 and saves it a day, like that girl's (laughs) going to, regardless of what she looks on the outside, her habits and her mentality are going to get her out Mm -hmm. of the club, help her build. Don't get so caught up on what's making you money that you're going to lose sight of what's going to keep you with money. 
you are able to make money, yep. both of us. I mean, essentially, like we're both making money without working. The The first year my online business made a million dollars, guess how much I spent? Probably close to nothing. No, I literally spent pretty much a million dollars to keep that business oh. running because we grew so fast. And that's that's basically like a profit and loss chart. I guess in that instance, I couldn't really like save it to net more money. I think at that point, though, like you're already like done, you know, like you're not dancing, but I totally get what you're saying. Like, so if you make 300, but you spend that 300, <laughs> your profit zip. Oh, yeah. But if you make that 150, and then you don't spend any of it, then you have net 150. So exactly what you said, you're doing more. So but then in business, like it could be the complete opposite where you have to spend more money to like have more inventory in your warehouse. But then again, with stripping, you don't need inventory. You have your body is your tool. So you don't have to, besides like upkeep and stuff, you are your best investment. You are your best asset. The real things in stripping that make you money are not going to be things that you can buy with money. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> you, I love the way you think. And when you said read the room, the thing is, I remember like my eyes would scan that shit like an x-ray. Okay, there's a John there. There's a Bob there. Like, who do we go first? I need to set a timer. I need to get up in five minutes if he doesn't want to dance. Like it is literally clockwork. Yeah. And I think also like to add when you said that, like what I spent and I was like nothing, I meant like mm -hmm. in terms of for yourself, because when you're dancing, it's yes. you want to spend money on outfits or like even when I started like making a little money, I can't even say a little money because anything that I, I'm still at that point where <laughs> anything get coming in is going out. Like <laughs> if anything, I feel maybe a little bit more secure that like, you know, the platform is being built and like becoming mm -hmm. like more secure. But I it's hard. It's hard to go from like stripping, seeing money and like thinking you could do whatever to like, you know, having to just have that discipline. But regardless, whether it's like stripping or even now, like you still have to have discipline. Yeah, it's just like cocktail waitressing in a similar aspect. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was one of those dancers that like the cocktail waitresses would just like stay in your lane. Okay. No, I, I totally agree. And then at the same time, it's like, or we can work together. Yes. One of my best friends is probably one of, like, the girls I would have hated. Yeah. No, actually, her and I worked well, very well together. So, but had I, we not worked well together, I probably would have hated her. Hey, sluts. Want to see my workout routine, skincare setup, my vintage closet, and more? Take a deeper dive into my life on my YouTube channel. I take you across the country in my thrift shop vlogs and share my therapy and medication journey. Most importantly, peep the Girl Boss Business playlist to enjoy hours of free information on starting your own empire. Check it all out at youtube.com slash C slash Anna D. So tell me an example of how you worked well together. Well, her and I were, we like, I love her. Her name's Danette. She's like, been she's obsessed with podcasts. So she was very excited about this. But um, <laughs> she's a waitress. She still waitresses. This is why it is good touching on what you're saying. You want a waitress on your side because she's going to be able to tell you this guy had a stack of money when he came in. Go sit with him. Mm -hmm. She's going to be yep. able to tell you like his card didn't go through. He, you know, she's going to be able to tell you he was here last week. He spent money. That guy doesn't spend money. You don't want to burn bridges. You want to keep it cool. That's why, you know, on the app, we have the floor that the floor tab like just like the club floor, anything that goes down, like what you could talk about waitresses, stuff like that. 
that's what that tab is for. And I love, I like, there was a girl, I can't remember her name, but we worked out something. It was like, I'll give you, you know, 20 bucks for every guy that you refer to me. Cause obviously like, even when I go to the strip club, I'll ask the waitress like, Hey, who's the friendliest girl here? Like tell her to come over here and then I'll tip the waitress or something. And she has an opportunity to like make you bank that night. So it's definitely something to use to your advantage in like a kind, smart way. It's kind of manipulation from the second you walk in there, but that's the whole, that's the job. For sure. I mean, in a way it's a game. Like you got to know your cards. Every girl has her own way of going into a club. For me, when I'd walk into a new club, I just kind of like laid low and like did my own thing. And then like, you know, I was friendly, but I never liked to like introduce myself just because being in the industry so long, you know, like it's better and you make more money when you keep to yourself. That's just how it is. Yeah, you make friends, but like you're not going to be best friends with them while you're working the same way you wouldn't at any other job, you know? The tallest blade of grass gets cut. I think that's that's the quote. You know, you stand out and yep, that's how you get hit first. When I walked in the club, I felt like goosebumps. Like I felt like this wave over me, like I was in a video game. It was like level one. Like every time I walked in (laughs) and by the time I got out, it's like game over. (laughs) I would always get anxiety before going into work. Like excitement or straight up like, oh my God, what's going to happen tonight? Mm, Well, it depends. Like sometimes I I think it depended. I would have like FOMO, but there was, I don't know. I danced for so long. I went through so many different stages. Like I went through my like wild alcoholic stage where I would just Oh, girl, I would drink like Fireball. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no, I would drink Fireball with a pickleback. Like, who am I? Now I'm just like, Ugh. Hold on. Hold on. Shout out to my girls who drink picklebacks. I love you. <laughs> pickle, pickle, pa, 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 pickle. No, Fireball. That was like my shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, did, did you ever travel? Only danced in San Francisco, LA, and Orange County. So is is Cali like Miami, Atlanta money? I didn't dance in those areas. So like, I don't know. Honestly, I think like for me, my style was like, I know everybody says this. Yeah. I was, I would just get two, three customers and they would just gold mines. I think that's smart because if you give too much energy, how are you going to have any energy the next day or weekend? You know, yeah. that's really smart. I would try, I, and I would try to do it like a business. Like, you know how you have nail salons, like they're, they're scheduling. So like, I would mm-hmm. try to go into having guys scheduled that they're going to come in, you know? Some guys, you can't be the same way with every customer. Like some customers, they don't want you to get drunk. Some customers, they want you to get drunk. Like you just kind of have to like know your crowd a little. But I would like schedule, I would do it like a schedule, like schedule them. And then, but yeah, I would have anxiety in terms of like, if I would work night shift, I'd always get anxiety. Just because it would always be a shit show. I worked at Satin in the city of industry. And if anybody knows... It's a shit show. I don't even like. Did you have like a burner phone for your, what do you call them? Customers, clients, or? I just call them customers. Okay. So in terms of burner phones, no, I, I was single. I've been, I was single for like the entire, my entire stripping career aside from like one year. And he knew. How do, how do you deal with it? (laughs) Oh, girl. It was so, like, I, we tried to deal with it in different ways, but I mean, he was a little toxic in his own way. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, like, it was never meant to be. That's okay. At least you tried. Yeah. No. And I knew that. So I, that's kind of like why I focused on like dancing and like doing my own thing. But aside from that, I was, I've always been single and my phone is probably 
for like a few years was probably one of the most interesting phones out there. (laughs) I bet. It's hard. It's hard to not have that single woman mindset. When you dance, you just feel like the world is your oyster. (laughs) And then to- Oh, yeah. When when you're in power, the pool of guys that can even like- hinder being with a woman of that eliteness yes queen it just gets smaller and smaller yeah, and you and then you feel like i have to choose my power yeah. or this man and you know the more you're in your power you're not going to choose anyone over that so hence then you're my age <laughs> doing what i do <laughs> so let me ask you the floor is yours I, i'm sure everyone always asks you who maybe just meets you or you tell them what they do like what is Not the worst thing that's happened to you or the best night you've had, but what's like the weirdest thing you've ever experienced in the club? Like just a memory that it was just like a, just a fucking weird, strange, awkward moment. I'm like, I don't even know if I could say it. (laughs) Like I will hear from his attorneys like tomorrow. (laughs) I probably shouldn't even go there. That's okay. Do If you want, you could do like the worst thing or the best thing. The weirdest thing I ever saw. Okay, there was an older man, probably 70s or 80s, in the VIP with every club has it. You know that older day shift girl? Yeah. Okay, so that was going on. And he had a heart attack and he died. (gasps) Shut up. He died. And then, um, so they come, they get him. Mind you, the club does not shut down. The The music didn't even stop. The music didn't even stop, okay? Not only that, his wife comes to the club. Oh, girl, it was just all bad. You know, honestly, though, I'm low-key happy for him. Like, I always say if I'm going to go, like, I want it to be, like, during sex or, like, something that's a good story to tell. You know, I don't want to be on, like, my deathbed. I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) Like, what a way to go. Oh my god, death by champagne room. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the day girl is always the dancer who looks like she's been in the club for three days straight and <laughs> her outfit has just like settled in on her. She's always the nicest one to the new girl. Yeah, I was just about to say we love her though. We love her so much. <laughs> She's needed, okay? She is needed, and she's probably the smartest one in the fucking room. Her name was Terry. Terry, we love you. We love you, Terry. (laughs) So what's the biggest misconception that you get from, like, being in the sex industry or, like, being also, like, this business owner with your app? Do you get a lot of – I mean, we all get hate, but especially – like, in for the app, that's my question. Is there anything, like, different – that you've gotten for that? Like, do people shade you for trying to bring girls together and like offering this information? I think people in tech try it. Like the competition about it? Yeah, like people, just people that are in tech that like for me to be like, oh yeah, like they're like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm in tech. Well, what do you do? I have an app. Oh, what's the name of your app? Da, da, da. Oh, gotcha. so you're a stripper. <laughs> no, bitch. I just told you what I did. Like I have an app. I deal. I'm doing the data entry daily. I'm dealing with the developers. Like I wasn't able to hire a developer because I was working and paying for the app. So I started my own company, my own tech like software development company. Okay, so when are we doing merch? For sure. <laughs> For sure. I like your stuff is so cute too. Mine is just raunchy. <laughs> it, raunchy is is the best. We love raunchy. I like to find like a cute piece and then put our logo on it. That's like I like stuff I can wear like every day. Like every day I'm wearing something with my logo. 
Well, we definitely need to swap some merch because for sure. Because why, why not? <laughs> no, for sure. Do you have a horny stoner shirt? I want to wear one. <laughs> I'll send. I'll just send you all the the websites and stuff, and then we we'll do a little shopping spree. Perfect. Okay. Have you faced any other challenges with this app, or like what do you see for the future with it? Honestly, what I would like to do, and I was just talking to them today about it, is. I don't think that people really understand the depth and like how big it is for us to have this platform. It's like you can make it as big as Instagram, but with all women and all dancers. In the future, what I would love to do is the having technology like that we own, one of us actually owns, like I own the technology that's out there. So to be able to have that is like, I think for us it's priceless, but um, we are at the point where we're, we're like ready to expand. We have over 10,000 active users on the wow. Yeah. So we, you know, we're doing our thing and we have the option to either like sell to investors, but, or like, you know, whatever, like a private investor, whatever we're looking to do. But what I really would love to do is open it up t- and like have like maybe like a, a CF reg, which is kind of like crowdfunding in a way, mm-hmm. but allow dancers to buy shares of the app and it just be like dancer own and ran and just the women that do invest into the company, like see their returns annually. And it just be like a way for the ones that are able to, to make money and see a return and just base off of our community. You know, I, I mean, you know, me, my brain is like, okay, merch. Okay. How can we get stripper owned businesses in the app? How can we do like what Yelp does? And for me, I'm on the Yelp elite committee. I feel so, like such a nerd saying that, but we get invited to these Yelp parties. So it'd be cute. Like who, how did, what are you like, did you buy your way into this? Oh, like, I'm not going to lie. I take really good pictures on my iPhone. And when I go thrift shopping, like all these places have no reviews. They have no pictures on their page. If if I can at least put a picture on their profile, then bitches like me who go thrifting can actually like know if it's a little gold mine or not. It kind of just like your app. So I did that for a while. I think I had like a thousand photos I've taken on Yelp and I just got reached out to and they were like, hey, based on your numbers and your engagement, like we want to invite you. You get a badge, you get invited to Yelp parties, your reviews come up at the top. So anyways, we have these like little Yelp events. Sometimes they're Halloween parties. Sometimes we go to like farms and I don't know. It's really weird. But having like these little dancer resources, you know, little get togethers, or if the clubs, if any of them wanted to work with the app, whenever you did like referrals or something like you come in with your, you know, dancers resource badge, all this, you know, it takes money and time. And like, I mean, you either think of ideas or you create the ideas or you do both. Yeah, exactly. It's like... (laughs) I'm trying. I'm or like, you know, I think I have a good idea. My developers. Uh, yeah. Do you have a year to get that done? I'm like, mm, okay, girl, it takes a village. It really does. It really does. And especially with the app store basically being kind of like the boss of everything. I'm always like, okay, how can we work around that? Such a monopoly for like the first year I had dancers sideloading the app, which is like, like, I don't even, like, if you download, for anyone listening, if you downloaded, like, the first, very first version of our app and you sideloaded it, congratulations, you hacked your iPhone <laughs> and you downloaded our yeah, app. Yeah. That's like, crazy. I don't even know what sideloading is. I was sending the code and being like, okay, turn this off on your settings. Every single person, oh, I would copy and paste, turn this off on your settings, download it, and then reopen it. 
And then they would have, it was like crazy. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like in terms of like, people are like, oh yeah, you're like, a, you don't, you're not in tech. Da, da, da. Like you learn so much like on a daily, yeah. you know, just dealing. Especially like r- me running my Shopify store. Like it, it's so, I mean, HTML, CSS, like you get into it and it, it makes or breaks your business. So you just, you have to keep learning every day. And with any line of work, knowledge is power. <laughs> That's so cliche. It really is, though. Whether it's hoeing to being an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Literally, I went to my accountant's office the other week. And I don't every time we talk, there's always a fucking pun. But he was like, could you name something after me? (laughs) I'll name a dildo after you. I was because I think we were talking about how we like name stuff after each other, and then we all looked at each other and we were like, "Great, Rick's gonna want to dick Rick." Big, yeah, <laughs> which I'm fine with. I want something named too. I got okay. Let's see. Can we put a pun on your name? The Clit Krissa. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so, like a like one of those clit vacuum things. Oh god. Like instead of yeah. I don't know. I'll keep brainstorming. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I could talk about dildos for all night. But anyways, where the fuck can we find you on social media? How can we follow you? How can we support you? How can we just give our souls to you? Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so the Instagram is the dancer's resource. And then our app, you just search the dancer's resource in your app store, whether it's Android or Apple, and it'll pop up. And then if you'd like, my personal Instagram is Chrissa Parker. Chrissa Parker. And how do you spell that? C-R-I-S-S-A Parker. Oh, and then there's a little underscore. Those fucking underscores. (laughs) Yeah. All right, slut. So everyone head over to the app store, download it, and you better fucking give a five-star review. Let's get the app bumped up in the algorithm. Yeah, I'll send you a nude if you leave a five-star review. <laughs> totally down with that. But thank you for being here. I'm. It's such an honor to talk to such like a, a tech nerd. I've never, I don't, I've learned so many words today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's really, it's been so much fun and I'm so happy to finally talk to you and like touch base. And you're so down to earth. It's so nice to see someone that's like someone you admire doing their thing and then also be like humble and cool. Like you said, we're, we're better together. Yeah. Right. 100%. <laughs> Time to plug myself and pay some bills. So lube up everybody. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTube mentorships ebook series are all linked in the description of this episode. Want to send me love notes? Email me at slutpreneur at mail.com. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a slutpreneur has an orgasm. So keep the big O's a-coming. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. I now offer shout-outs for models, which can be purchased at RebeccaBlue.com. And one more thing, always remember to take what's yours, grab your desires by the fucking balls, and I'm so proud of you. Mama loves you. Refuse to be anything but successful. And go make that money, honey. See you next week, bitches. Mwah.